guys, final score back again this week. We are talking about the last week of NFL preseason. Whoopee. I mean the only yeah. thing the only thing that I've I've looked at that this could be good for. Of course, you're gonna have some of the lower round picks trying out for other teams. And also this year though, this was kinda cool though. This year they're trying out for the XFL. XFL draft comes up in October, so you know the XFL uh XFL scouts are really watching to see who gets cut and who's gonna be available. Uh but as always, this is uh, we're recording on a Wednesday night tonight, so it, it'll be coming out. Our podcast will come out probably Thursday, so uh, we will. This is the first. We're not watching a game this time. Exactly, this what I was saying. This will be the first week we are not watching the Redskins while while we were uh, recording. Uh, in a long time, I think. I think every priest, every night we've done it. For every season, yeah. It's, it's been. Well, they've always been Thursdays. Yeah, yeah, and the Redskins were always playing, so we got to talk about it. But uh, we'll talk about, you know, no real big subject. But we do want to bring up one thing. Is with me as always is Lynn Bryant, of course. Uh, Lynn is my my sidekick and my NFL expert. Uh, we do want to say <laughs> one thing. We we'll talk. We have to do a redo on one of our division picks because, and we'll yeah, get to the the big story. They came out this week was Indianapolis Colts quarterback and the 2018 comeback player of the year, Andrew Luck, shockingly, Saturday night, retires. And, oh, my gosh, uh, we'll, crazy. We'll talk about that. Before we, get into, before we get into everything, let's talk a little bit about one of our sponsors. Our, our sponsor just became a sponsor last week. Let's talk a little bit about, say you want to go to Disney, say you want to go... Uh, spring ba- break vacation. You want to go on a cruise? Who would who would you look to, Lynn, to go do that? I'm glad you asked, Stevie. You go to truenorthvacations.com, and they will hook you up for any of your travel needs: um, hotel, airfare, we said cruise, Disney, Universal, you name it. Anywhere you want to travel, they'll hook you up. Truenorthvacations.com. True Truenorthvacations. Now you can find that and on. So, Go ahead. Oh, and if you're on your interwebs, go to the Google. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, you can go there and you can see a link to, uh, you know, an email, phone number, everything right there on the right side of the screen, and uh, you'll get hooked up. And guys, you can look at any of the, on the podcast notes on the final score, on the final score two on Ringside Ramblings, we will have a link, link to True North Vacation description, and we also have the phone number you can reach them at. So check out. Check out the <clears throat> episode notes. Check out any of those Facebook pages, and you'll see information that will get you to True North Vacations. Uh, <clears throat> looks like, uh, and it, you know, I, I was talking to some people. You know, I talked about our idea of the final score cruise coming in five years. That's our goal. We'll I, I said three to five. I three, three to five. To five. You know, I've, I've, you know yeah. I'll give five years. You know, no longer than five years, we need to have the final score cruise happen. And, uh, you know, can't, can't wait for that. I'm already, 2024, here we come. Uh, so. I'm ready. Let's start off with the redo. And let's talk about, first, let's talk about why. Oh, yeah. Why we have to talk about a redo. Andrew Luck. How shocked we were. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, I, could, I was sitting, watching, watching the game Saturday night. 
and all of a sudden it comes across my phone. And I'm like, what kind of joke is this? Because it can't be that Andrew Luck is retiring. Well, then it starts popping up on, a, you know, I've got a lot of app, sports apps on my phone that, that, that notify me. I get start getting notifications. I check Facebook, and it's on there. And then I look at NFL Network, and, of course, the bottom line, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, shockingly, but then again, when you think about it, is it really that big of a shock? You know, he's he's gone through a lot of injuries. And like you said, you know, it was taking his his joy away from the game. You know, he would rehab, then come back, re- pain, rehab, come back. And, I mean, yeah. you know, his mental, he, he said he was talking about, he talked about mental fatigue along with physical fatigue. And, you know. And quality of life in general. Just like being able to live and enjoy life. Exactly. He's about to get married, right? Or did just get married. Uh, he probably wants to start a family. Uh, so, yeah, he wants to be able to, like, have a, a life. Yeah, and, I mean, you can't blame the guy. I mean, people people talk about, well, you know, this and that and other, and, and we'll get into the what I think of the Colts fans, some of the Colts fans, uh, in just a minute. But, you know, the guy, the guy is a human being. I mean, these guys get hurt. These guys suffer through pain. They play through pain a lot. And, you know, a lot of people didn't think, Andrew Luck would come back after that shoulder injury. They they were thinking his career was over. And he comes back, has one of his best years ever. And, I mean, you know it had to be in the back of his head about his shoulder. And, you know, there was still some pain from from his shoulder injury. But, gosh, I mean, I, I loved the guy last year because he, he, won the, uh, he won my fantasy league for me. I picked him up. And yeah. next, you know, next thing you know, there it is. He, so, but you can't blame the guy. I mean, some of the statements he made, um, you know, for the last four years. So I've been in this cycle of injury, and it's been and he has injury, yeah. injury, pain, rehab, injury, pain, rehab, and it's been unceasing and unrelenting, both in in season and off season. I felt stuck in it, and the only way I see out of it is no longer play football. It's taking my joy of this game away. And it's not something that he just did on the spur of the moment. He said he'd been thinking about it for a couple of weeks. Of course, he's been out most of the preseason with a calf injury. That's And he said he's still in pain from that. But here's the thing. I, go ahead. Yeah, I'm blaming the, G, the GM. They never put a good line in front of him. He just kept getting just creamed every week. Yeah, he, and you know what? But you know what? There's one thing about this guy. You never saw him get upset. You never saw him lose no. a goal. And, I mean, even when he got hit, he would always compliment the guys that, that I saw that on him. Facebook. I mean, yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you post that? Yeah, yeah. That followed me because he was like, good hit, good hit. And, uh, you know, but who does that? What quarterback does that these days? Now, we're going to get into this part here, this part that really made me sick. And it's still bothering Oh, yeah. Now, there was supposed to be a press conference the following day, Sunday at 3, that he was going to announce his retirement. But somebody, who knows who it could have been, in the Colts' front office or somebody with knowledge of what was going on, started leaking it during the game, during their preseason game yeah. in Chicago. And this was a home game. 
So they told Adam Schefter. Yeah. He's the one who broke it. So people in the stands started hearing about it. You know, you saw people taking off, putting their hands over their heads, taking off their jerseys. And then the oh. the worst moment ever, the most disgraceful moment I can think of for the Colts fans, they booed him off the field. Oh. How do you boo yeah. a guy off the field for, for wanting to have a normal life? For yeah. And it's not like... It's not like this is the first injury he's had. Like we said, his shoulder injury, he's had several injuries. And he's tired of it. I mean, this guy has a ch- has a choice to, to live his life. He doesn't have to answer to the Colts fans. I mean... And he saved Timmy his money, too. He didn't blow it like some have. Right. So maybe so he, he kept his money. He didn't get a personal shopper. Or he didn't... He, he didn't get all these cars. <laughs> he he, 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 has, he hasn't drove... Shopper. He's drove all his cars, um, <laughs> so, so you know, and and you know to let, see his see his reaction when somebody asked him about that. He said and said, "To be honest, it hurt." And I mean, I can imagine this is somebody, yeah, it hurt. this is somebody some people that you gave everything you had to for the last what 2012 for last six years, not count well five years and not counting the season he missed. But you gave everything you had to these people, and then, you know, when you tell them you're stepping away because you're hurt, they boo you. Oh, and then the yeah. ones that are burning jerseys. I mean, really? Come on, folks. Yeah. What are you? It's it's a selfish, selfish world we live in. It's all about you, and you know. And then there's the ones that calling for refunds of season tickets. So I mean. They got issues, dude. You know, you got got issues. More, you've got too much time on your hand if you if you're burning your jersey because a guy wanted to retire because because of an injury or you know I want my money back. It's not just a injury. It's just a it's, history. It's of a combination of everything that's just built up on him over the years. And I mean, you, the guy. I mean, you, he gave it his all, man. He, he did. He played through a lot of pain and. Yeah, I, would, I commend him for what he did. I would think that if he could play, if he felt like he could go, he would go. Um, yeah. you know, but you know, come on, guys, you really, you can get upset about this. Um, one good thing I did see out of this, I don't know if you saw this or not. These people that are refunding want refunds for the Colts uh, season tickets. Well, a Jaguars player has, has taken as a solution for it. He, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars log snapper Matt Overton has a solution for the Colts fans who are looking to unload their season tickets in the wake of Andrew Luck's surprise retirement. Uh, some season ticket holders have called the team to demand refunds. Overton, who is a former Colts player, announced that he'd be willing to buy their tickets and donate them to Riley Children's Health in Indianapolis. His tweet was, to any angry Colts season ticket holders who are seeking a refund, I'd be more than happy to buy your season tickets off of you and donate them to Riley's children's patients and their families. I'm serious. I'll love Matt. So, And he played for the Colts for four years, you know, 2012 to 2016. So he was there with Andrew Luck a lot. But, you know, how that would – I hope them stupid Colts fans that, that think – you know, something like this is, is 
oh, I'm going to be mad. You know, and people ask me, <laughs> well, what if that was Roethlisberger? Would I no, be? Would I, no. no, I mean, this guy, this guy has a life. There, okay, there, the team is more than one person. There's exactly. There's 53 men on the roster. 11 people out of a time. They're more than one person. If if somebody is hurt or somebody has a, you know, it feels like they can't go on, they can't go on. I mean, it, well, it's not because, I don't know, I, I did a big rant on my Final Score Weekly show today about this. It lasted about 12 minutes long. <laughs> And uh, you know, oh really, my gosh. yeah, I'm serious. If you if you, if you want to listen to that, or, oh man, it was it was bad. The whole the whole first segment of, of the final score today was about this, and uh, pretty much I love it. Yeah, I, I was I, I've been really ticked off about this, and you know, just I don't know, I don't know what to say about the Colts fans. They're they're just, and I'm not saying all Colts fans feel this way. I'm just saying. The ones that were there that night that booed him, the ones that are burning uh, jerseys of him, you need to grow up. You need to get a life. Really. So, our next, now that I, that's over with, uh, we need to do a do-over. <laughs> we need to do a do-over the AFC South. Uh, obviously, losing Andrew Luck, is, and we said this from the start because when we did the AFC South, um, we said we were putting an asterisk beside who we picked because it depended on if Andrew Luck was going to be there. You know, we didn't know if he would be there the first week. You know, we didn't think he would retire, but we didn't know if he would be there the first week or how long he would be out. So, of course, with that asterisk, that gives us the right to redo. Um so number four, I'm gonna still go with Jacksonville. I still think Jacksonville's got a ways to go. Uh, Nick Foles and all. I agree with you. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah, and, and I mean, they got rid of Bortles, man. When you get rid of Blake Bortles, you're gonna go down. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Wow, you really reached that. Oh, you really reached that. I followed that. I followed that fake Twitter account. Where, you know, Bortles is the greatest ever. Oh, okay. Oh, God, so good. Yeah. Like he's undefeated on six continents and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, Blake Waters being gone is going to really send them in a shambles that they were already in last year. Uh, you know, if they're going to get better, it's going to be, have to be Leonard Fournette's going to have to get back to that form he was a couple years ago. And I just, I don't know if he, he's going to do it. I mean, and the defense... Defense really went downhill last year. They can blame it on Blake Borders all they want to, but defense really went down. And we talked all about this. Nothing's changed. Nothing I've seen has made me change the way I feel about Jacksonville. I think it's going to be a, a they're going to be in the cellar. Um. So you agreeing with me on that? Yeah, I think Jacksonville will bring up the real for sure. But third place, we may differ. So to me, though, you're good. You go ahead on this one. I think third place is where the Colts drop to. I think really? it's a leading the team now. I think they're going to drop to third. It'll be close with the second place team, but I see the Colts dropping from first to third. Now, Vegas thinks they're going to bring it to Rio. They went from, you know, the odds on favorite to win the division to now they're, they've got them fourth behind the Jaguars, which I think is just 
crazy. I don't, yeah. I don't see that. You know, people forget yeah. Kobe Brissett played uh, part of that. Well, didn't he play part of that season that Love he was played, out? He played, uh, yeah, like 15 games a day. They were horrible that year. And I think yeah. that's what, was it like 5 and 11 or something well, that but, year? Well, another thing you got to realize, too, you didn't have the weapons there. These are they've actually got some weapons on on both sides of the ball now. I don't think they had all of them when that um, that year. You know, you got a young running back that's going to get better. You've got a young defense. You got a young team, and I think they're just going to get better. I don't see them. I don't see them even being at number three because after what I've seen with Tennessee, and I know it's preseason, but after what I've seen with Tennessee, you know, and I watched. The Tennessee game this past, was it Sunday night? Sunday night against Pittsburgh, of course. Uh, the quarterback situation in Tennessee is not good. Um, I'm not so sure if about Marcus Mariota. And, you know, this is, he's, he's been around long enough where he needs to be doing a little bit better than what he's doing. He's injury prone. And I'm sure not sure about, <laughs> that didn't make sense. I'm really not sure about Ryan Tannehill. And the bad thing about it is they're saying Tannehill possibly could get the starting job from Mariota the first week. Um, uh, yeah, I think Mariota's borderline bust at this point. Yeah, I mean, because after that injury, you know, I think it was an ACL injury he had. I I think he's just, or he's a broke leg, was it a broke leg or something like it? It was a bad injury. I think he yeah. just, he's just hasn't got back to that form. And, uh you know, I'm I'm thinking they're dropping to number three. I really do. I don't think it's I don't think they're better than than the Colts right now. Even with Andrew Luck gone, I think it's it's going to be a a rocky season for you know. And it, and it all starts with the quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback that can stretch the field, then your running game. You know, people are going to stack the box and make your running back beat them and. Uh, you know, they, they do have some good running backs, but I just don't think they've got enough to be number two in the league. And, we, I mean, we differ, of course, but that's fine. Um, so, of course, your number two would be Tennessee Titans. Would be yeah. Tennessee. I, I think they're just going to be a little bit better because I don't think she's going to be going to be I don't know. He's, not, he's definitely not Andrew Luck. I just don't think he's going to bring him up to the second place. Now, it's going to be close. You know, right. I think they're going to be like 8-8, eight and, eight, and Tennessee's going to be 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, so. I don't think this division as a whole is going to be that great. I mean, you know. No. Uh, actually, you know, I like I said, I'm going with Colts at number two. Um, I just think, and I mean, maybe it's, because I think the other two teams are not going to be that great either, uh, and I, I really think first place is going to it's going to be one of those log jammed divisions with the winning team being like prob- the the division leader could probably be nine and seven. Uh, I don't see, of course, where you you know if you haven't guessed it by now, we're saying Houston is going to win the division. Uh, and, and that's kind of and kind of and you know it's bad. They're winning the division by default. I mean, it's you know basically they're backing into it. Yeah, and I mean, of course, we uh, we don't. You know, we're not 
bashing them that bad, I don't think. But I mean, your division win is division win. You get you in the playoffs. So do what you got to do. I mean, you can't you can't help what went on with that because I I really think Houston's got to find a way to protect Deshaun Watson. They may be they may be in the, end up in the same boat as uh, the Colts with a backup quarterback in if they don't protect Deshaun Watson. And that's been a tr- that's, that's been a problem over the years. And uh, you know, AJ McCarron is out. Uh, he was a backup, but he's out now. So Joe Webb is your backup quarterback right now. Okay, Joe Webb plays. Yeah, I think yeah. you remember him from Carolina. His years with Carolina, but uh, yeah. not you know. And this is kind of like I said, a, a division win by default with Houston. I mean, they've got some some great receivers. Uh, of course, they lost. And look at you. Look at them. Lamar Miller is out for the year. They're really suffering there. Lamar Miller's out for the year with a torn ACL, which they got. They picked up, which makes the trade with Cleveland. They did had uh, a couple weeks ago also important where they got Duke Johnson, who I think is going to show show people something. You know, this is his chance now. He wanted a chance to be the star. And unfortunately, because of Lamar Miller's injury, he's going to be the starting running back for the Houston Texans. Now, I think he's going to do a good job. I think he's going to do a good job, but you know, I'm just not looking for a whole lot out of the AFC South. Not now, not now that Andrew Luck is gone. So, you know, and you know, I'm just glad. But I, I did Clowney hasn't signed yet, has he? No, Clowney's actually now. Clowney's actually been talking. He's met with the Dolphins. The Dolphins, right? Yeah, yep. and he wants to be a Seahawk or an Eagle. So, you know, what's going to happen there? That's a big part of your defense. And now I think he's planning on holding out if he's not traded. So. Let me look at this. I think I saw that earlier earlier up here. Yep. A report just came out 21 minutes ago, and I'm bringing it up right now. Ooh, this is hot off the press. Hot off the press. Clowney, like a, uh, willing, Clowney is willing to hold out into regular season. He's willing to miss regular season games and is frustrated with the team for enter- entertaining trade offers. Clowney was franchise tagged earlier this offseason, but has yet to sign the one-year tender worth $15.9 million. Reported Tuesday, Ooh. Clowney met with the Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins head coach Brian Flores amid speculation he could be traded to the team. Eagles and Seahawks are also rumored to be the potential suitors. However, he cannot be traded until he signs his franchise tender. This grants him leverage as he can refrain from signing the tender if he doesn't approve of any potential trade. He also fired his longtime agent, Bus Cook, recently. He was unhappy with the state of negotiations. He's been away from the team all summer, and it was initially reported he would rejoin the Texans after their third preseason game. With the July 15th deadline to strike a long-term deal having passed, South Carolina product is unable to sign a multi-year contract with any team this season, including the Texans. Clowney will forfeit game checks if he remains away from the team into the regular season. So this is kind of like almost identical to the Le'Veon Bell situation from uh, from last year. And could it end up the same way? I don't know. You know, he could sit out the whole year and just wait till next year. But you know, 
that's a big, big part of the Texans' defense. So that's another reason, you know, I don't think the Texans will will be as as great as as people think. I think it's just going to be a mediocre, mediocre season. The whole division. The whole yeah. yeah the whole division. I think they're going to they're going to back into the championship though. Well, and you know it's, it could be end up being the same old thing. Houston Texans uh, end up getting in the playoffs, and then bam, that's it. You know, first round they're out, just like usual. Unless the, I think one of the only times I think it was twice they made it past the, the wild card, and one time was because the Raiders had lost. Uh, was it lost Derek Carr? To an injury and made the playoffs, and they had a, they had like, and then they had another back, their backup get hurt, so they had a, like a third string quarterback in playing in a playoff game, and it was not pretty. But uh, you know, I just, I just don't know. I just hate, I hate the whole, I hate that Andrew Luck's retired, believe, but I, I understand where he's coming from, so I'm not going to boo him. Uh, but you know yeah. that makes. Well, he's got to do his best for him and his family. That makes that makes decision. You know this this division uh, not as good as as it was before, of course. So, looking at the CBA, let's talk about this collective bargaining agreement. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, you know, of course, Arthur Blank. Is it Arthur Blank that's the that's the the uh, owner of the Falcons? He came out this week and said four game preseason is not necessary. And I think it's Thank the Lord. I think Amen. One, he is one of the first owners to come out publicly and say that. So maybe I agree. Uh, it's, 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 you're exactly right. Look at look at what it should go on. to two. It should not go to three. It should go to two games. They're talking about going to three. Yeah, his point was, you know, this is pretty much an evaluation period for, you know, some of the rookies, some free agents. Uh, the, the have a scrimmage. Do a scrimmage. The you know the veterans shouldn't or joint practice. Yeah. You know the veterans shouldn't be out there that much. You know that that would be a decision the veterans would have to make, but. You look at what's happened in this preseason so far with with injuries. You know, the Houston Texans, of course. The Long Miller. Yeah, they wish they wish there wasn't a preseason. They wish maybe one or Sam two. Sam Newton. Newton, who, and let's talk a little bit about that. He left. He we reported this last week as we were recording. It came out, but they're saying you know Rivera said he fully expects him to be ready for Week One. Now, here's my thing, and maybe I can get your opinion on it. You, I, I won't tell you what my opinion is. Uh-oh. All right, okay. you, you got a guy that's coming off a shoulder injury, and you've got him in a preseason game. He's against the Patriots. He gets sacked twice in a quarter, and he's got a sprained ankle. He leaves in a walking boot. Okay. So... Sprains take a while to recover from, even for for these guys. Your week one matchup is against the Los. Sprain is worse than a break. So your week one matchup is against the Los Angeles Rams. Now the Rams have a guy on the defensive line that's pretty good, Aaron Donald. You know, just got. I've heard of him. Yeah, you you may have heard of him. Uh, I've heard of that guy. 
He he was ranked number one in the number one player in the NFL by his peers, and rightfully so. Um, wow, I didn't know that was him. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. do you want a guy, your quarterback? Who, by the way, can you name one of the backups for the Panthers without looking, without cheating, without googling? Can you name a backup for the quarterback for the Panthers? Uh, no. I can tell you, I know it's because some of, random dude, isn't it? Because I looked today when I was talking about this earlier today. Uh, Will Greer is one of them. There's a Heineke okay. guy that, that played last year when Newton was hurt. and uh, But, yeah, nothing that strikes the fear in the heart of the opponents. Now, would you rather have... No. Here's, here's my question. I'm going to get your opinion on it. Would you rather have play Newton, start week one, rest, rush him back? You know, I'm not sure if he's... How the ankle is, but a sprain is, a, you know, a sprain. Rush him back for week one to play and have the chance of him not finishing the season again. Or would you rather wait maybe a couple of weeks? And by the way, you're going to get chased around by one of the best defenses in the NFL, uh, probably the best defensive lineman in the NFL. Would you rather have him out there with a bad ankle getting chased around by them, risking more injury to a shoulder, or would you rather give him a couple – Maybe a week, the first game off, see how his ankle is for week two, and have him finish the year. I would make sure he's healthy before I brought him out there. I'm just looking, and that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't, I wouldn't think I would rush him. And I know Rivera is, is probably coaching for his job this year, but I'd, I'd look at Carson Wentz from last year. This guy was, he, they rushed him back for some unknown reason. Of course, Nick Foles doesn't have the great greatest uh, September and October's. In he's always played better in the later months. But they rushed Carson Wentz back from an ACL and some back injuries, and and he doesn't finish the season. So, what would you write? You know, it, it was different with them because they probably could afford to a little bit with Foles as a backup. But when you got a backup. Okay. Like, Rookie. My thing is, sometimes you got to lose a battle to win the war. Leave him out week one or two for fresh. Yeah, and I'm not saying he missed half the year. You don't want to miss too many games if you if you get behind. And, and the AFC South, or NFC South is going to be a hotly contested division. But I'd rather have him fresh and ready for the stretch run than you know start off. And I know you're going to hear about it, and you do it. They do it every year. You're going to hear about it. If a team goes 0 and 2, they're going to start telling you immediately the the amount of teams that have gone 0 and 2 and made the playoffs. It's two games. You could win. You know these guys could get on a hot, hot streak and win 14. The last 14 games. I mean, come on. I would hold him out until he's yeah, I'd rather I'd rather make sure he was. I wouldn't want him running around on a gimpy ankle with with Aaron Donald chasing him around. So I mean, yeah. it's crazy. But you know, we kind of got off. What were we talking about? We we're talking about the CBA expanding, uh, and and the talk is that they would reduce preseason, and there was a talk of expanding the regular season and the playoffs. Um. But now there's a report out 
that just came out this afternoon. NFL is more likely to expand its playoff field than implement an 18-game regular season in the next collective bargain agreement. Those familiar with the league's inner workings do an ongoing negotiation between the owners and the NFL Players Association are also convinced that the preseason will be shortened by either one or two games in the near future. The loss in revenue... Good. Now, listen to this. The loss in revenue... Where did the preseason have to <laughs> You have to have the Hall of Fame game, though. I mean, that, that would have to That's have... That's fine. That's yeah. fine. But then two preseason games for everybody else. Yeah, Someone has to do three. Everybody else has two. The loss in revenue from a shortened preseason would have to result in a revenue-boosting measure for owners to sign on, with the expanded playoff field being the most likely option due to the NFLPA's resistance to an 18-game season. However, it's unclear whether owners might push for a 17-game campaign. So, which would you rather have? More yeah. regular season games? Or, or expanded playoffs? Okay, no matter what, I want to go down to two preseason. Yeah. And then I'm going to say, if we didn't expand the preseason, though, I want eight teams on each side. Let's don't do seven and seven and then one by. Do eight and eight on each side. So, okay. Do eight and eight on each So right now they do six and six. Right. right. So did They're you four, like you got, and that's the talk about I mean, that would do it. It's an unfair advantage to only have one team have a bye. Right. Let's just go crazy. Let's get eight on each side well, and have a tournament. Two, eight versus eight tournament. I thought two teams had a buy. They do right now. Okay. But if they add only a seventh. Oh, team, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely have to have an even number. Then it goes down to one. Yeah, you definitely that's have to have an even they're number. Saying. They're saying go to seven on each side. Oh, and then only one team has an unfair advantage. Now that I would, don't like it. That would be retarded. I mean, and the NFL has made some crappy decisions, but that would be one of the crappiest right there as far as, you know. Uh, it's really hard. The 18, I love. See, my team never makes the playoffs. So, I, I, I don't know, man. It's hard. Well, I, I, I just think. And I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't say 18. Cause my team sucks. I'm going to say 18 games there. How much revenue do you actually think they would lose from losing one week of preseason games? I mean, it could be that big of a hit if you if you. All right, so We're talking about eighteen game versus the playoffs. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I would rather see expanded playoffs. Uh, and that's because you were following a good team. Well, I mean, but would you, okay? You 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 said you if, your team doesn't make. If the I playoffs. had a good team, no. If I had a good team, I want expanded playoffs eight eight in each you know conference. So, yeah, okay. Speaking objectionably, eight in each conference for playoffs. Right. Yeah, I would, de- I would definitely. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. you'd, want a, you'd want extra games? It's more of a tongue-in-cheek thing, yeah. No, I'd want 18 games. Yeah. I don't want 17 because then, like, two, like it's an unfair advantage. Someone's going to have more home games than the other. Well, you know. You can't have this odd number crap. No, and that, I don't know why someone's they... Someone's getting nine home games versus they only had eight. That, that's not fair. I don't know where they're getting the odd numbers from. That, that's just And stupid. then the 17th game, I've heard, might be like in a neutral site. No. So, like, they would, you know, they're going to play in London or Mexico City or wherever. For See, that. I'm not no, a big that's fan of, stupid. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the whole London and all that stupid crap anyway. Uh, I mean... 
You know, Pittsburgh's never played in London, have they? No, no. I know the Redskins, they played up to a tie against Cincinnati a few years back because the kicker missed a 37-yard field goal in overtime. I do remember that. I do remember that. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Let's talk, let's let's move on from this and let's get to, uh, uh, I don't know how to say this. I won't say it's a subject that near and dear to my heart, but... Antonio Brown seems to be creep his head in the news every week. And this week was, you know, he showed what kind of guy he is this week. Uh, Apparently he has no interest in rekindling his friendship with Ben Roethlisberger. The Steelers quarterback said Monday he regretted calling out his then-teammate after last season's loss to Denver Broncos because it ruined the friendship. But Brown rejected Roethlisberger's potential olive branch Tuesday in a response on Twitter. Now, you listen to this. I don't know if you've seen this, Lynn. Uh, I'm not. Never friends. Just had to get my ends. Shut up already. Oh, my God. This this comes to, you know, what Roethlisberger's talking about. He called out Brown and the Pittsburgh receivers for their poor route running after the veteran quarterback threw an interception late in the fourth quarter on a pass intended for Antonio Brown against the Broncos. They lost that contest, which was the start of a three-game skid that helped push Pittsburgh outside the playoff picture. I wish I wouldn't have done it, Roethlisberger said, because we saw what happened, and obviously it ruined the friendship. I just caught up in the heat of the battle. Now, he's taking the high road. Yeah, he's taking the high road, trying to be be the bigger person. And then a guy comes up and says, never friends. Just had to get my ends. Shut up already. How fake is this guy? This guy, and, and, and just like I've, I've, I've said, Raider fans, get ready. Because it seems like it gets worse as time goes by. Uh, this guy's all about himself. And, and he wasn't like that from the start. That's the bad thing. He wasn't like that from the start. He worked his tail off. He got better. And as soon as he started getting the money, it started going down here. And I don't know if it, like we said before on the show, I don't know if it comes from that hit he took by Burflicht in that game, but <laughs> but I really think the the craziness started to really show its ugly face when Juju Smith-Schuster broke out. Uh, he was jealous. It was always, you know, of course they had some, some wide receivers there, but they never had one there after Brown got his money. They never had one there that that was up to the same level as Brown was until Juju Smith-Schuster came along. And when he started playing well during his rookie year, you started seeing things happen on the sidelines when uh, Brown wouldn't get enough targets. Even... And you got to realize this too. I don't know what this guy thinks. You're one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You're gonna get double teamed. The NFL is about football teams, not football players. You don't win a Super Bowl by based on what your stats are at the end of the year. That and and that's what he was all about. When his stats went down. When Juju Smith-Schuster started getting some uh, 
some all this hype about him, about the new new kid on the block, and started taking some of his press away. That's when things started going crazy. You saw different yep. things happen. You saw him get in the in the offensive coordinator for the Steelers' face. You saw him throw a water cooler on the sidelines. You saw him do different things in in social media. And then you know the capper of all of it was when he walked out. He threw the ball at somebody. You know a lot of talk it was Roethlisberger. Threw the ball at him at practice and walked out. And they didn't see him for three days. And he came to the game expecting to play, and he was sent home. And that was the end of his Steelers career. And with good riddance. You know, if you're going to act like that just because you're not getting, you know, you're not getting your targets or whatever, enough targets, but you still led the league in touchdown catches. Mm. And you still have to show your baby attitude. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Or maybe you should take his helmet and go home. Uh, but make sure, you, make sure you wear shoes if you go in the cold, though. You still know he's got a um, sponsorship now out of this helmet fiasco. Well, you know, I think How did he turned that to gold. I don't understand. Yeah, and you know, and there was a lot of people talking about that. He's going to come out with more money than he had before, and that's just going to feed the ego. Um, you know, it's it's a shame when you know we talk about this helmet deal. If you you know, of course, he had a helmet that he played with for years. That the NFL has has a helmet mandate. And that helmet didn't qualify there. It didn't make make the list. So he had to get a different helmet. Now he's filed two grievances against the NFL, which he's lost both. But he comes out smelling like a road. He tries to dictate, you know, he dictated his way out of Pittsburgh. And that was one thing. But when you start trying to dictate yourself out of the NFL, you know, not out of the NFL, dictate what you can do in the NFL, that's, that's different. You're, you're going way over the line there. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad the NFL did not give in to him. But then you look at it and he makes, you know, he makes he gets an endorsement deal out of this. So he's smelling like a rose. But I hope he, oh, never mind, I'm not going to say that. Uh, let's look, let's look what we got here. Hmm. What about Jordan Reed? So it seems like he did not get a concussion, even though it looks vicious. Uh, you know, it knocked his helmet off, and we were, of course, we were recording, yeah. watching last week while we were recording. So uh, Gruden has said that he expects him to be cleared for Week One. He is in concussion protocol. Yep. Uh, quite confident that Jordan will be fine. Let's see. 29-year-old has a lengthy injury history since the league includes six documented concussions and multiple knee, hamstring, and toe ailments, among others. He's never sued up for a full 16 campaign in six NFL seasons. Okay, so now another Redskins news. It looks like, was it Josh Doxson? They're trying to trade him. Looking to trade Doxson okay, for the season opener. They've been trying to trade him for two years, though, and there's no takers. They're trying to get, like, a six-round pick for him. He's never done anything. I wouldn't give a bag of footballs for him. Well, he'd drop all of them if you gave them to him. <laughs> True. Oh, wow. Oh, God, they were trying to fade past him all the time in the uh, the end zone. He, Yeah, it never worked. Listen to your wide receiver core, though. Paul Richardson. 
Or Trey, Qu- Trey Quinn. Terry McLaurin. Robert Davis, Cam Sims, and Darvin Kitsy. Uh, yeah, it's good. Where, where on there is somebody that scares me? Vernon Davis. Hey, Vernon Davis is a tight end, you know. <laughs> Jordan Reed. Yeah. So, no, there isn't anybody. Yeah. At least they're all young. They're young and unproven, so maybe there's one person in there who's well, you know, possible. I don't know. It's possible. Well, look, okay. All right, I got Jane you. McLaren, maybe. I got you. I got to get your thoughts on this. What do you think about Case Keenum being named the starter for week one? Maybe a brutal start to the schedule. It's like, uh, I think it's Eagles, Cowboys, Bears, and then Patriots. So they're pretty That's much throwing him to the... That's 0-4. Yeah. <laughs> they're exactly. throwing him, sacrificing, sacrificing the, the lamb. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go. We're going to go zero and four, and then week five, I think they play the Giants. So then you bring in Haskins. Okay. So I, I that's really, a brutal opening, man. Yeah. Eagles, Cowboys, Bears, Patriots. Are you kidding me? That, that is pretty brutal. There. Let's see. So this, I'm looking at. I'll be going to two of those games. I'll be at the Cowboys game and the Bears game. I'll tell you how brutal it is. Oh, yeah, it should be brutal. Okay, this this is a kind of scary, scary here. Ex-fullback Leron McClain released a series of alarming tweets Saturday asking the NFL for help to get his head checked while saying he's been going through dark times. The 34-year-old McClain, who spent seven seasons clearing holes for NFL running backs, also said he needs to share his story of how my head is crazy and how football did it. He added that the NFL don't care and that the league puts paperwork in our faces, and that's it. Jeez. And I'm it's looking. It's a choice to play the game of football, though. Oh yeah, it was his choice. choice. But I'm looking at at the tweets that he released. Yeah. Is it bad? Uh, yeah. I have to get my head checked. Playing fullback since high school, it takes too blanking much to do anything. My brain is blanking tired. NFL, I need some help with this blank. Dark times in the showing. Blanking, help me, please. They don't care. I had to get lawyers, man. Need help and but more paperwork. Like, I'm mad. I'm peed. I'm crying. I'm upset. I'm a mess. Please, man. Need to tell wow. my... You know, it just goes on and on. Watch how fast they come to 85 with some quarterback or anything. But no, I was... Effing fullback that did it all. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Pretty sad. And then he had, he weighed in on Andrew Lux. He said, great career, Luck. I pray you don't have to go through crap on your mental like me now. I swear if you called and I answered, cool. But I, if I ain't answered, stop effing calling me, please. Y'all don't care. Leave me alone. I'm going to handle this the best way I can. Yeah, somebody needs to step in. And this this is several ways. Like NFL, you need to step in and, and get this guy some help. Uh, you get, and granted, yes, it was his, his choice to play football. And I agree with that. You know, people talk about how dangerous football is and, and the effects of it has had on, on people. But 
football has never been anything but a contact sport, unless you play flag football. Um, so right. you know what you're getting into, but that you see something like this, that's a cry for help. And if the NFL doesn't, or somebody doesn't, you know, well, his team, his former team, his former team, yeah, out, right? He played for the Chargers, so. You know, somebody out there needs to pick up the phone or go to the house, go where he's at, and help this guy. He's obviously, yeah. there's obviously some CTE issues there, and they, he needs some help. You know, I don't, whether it's too late or not, I don't know, but at least go to get the guy some help before he does something to himself or to someone else. And, uh, you know, that's, that's true. You know, that's pretty sad. Because, you know, they've looked at it, there's been a lot of instances in the past where guys have had, you know, this this happened plenty of plenty of times. Guys have had this happen to them, but there was always there was always something that a sign that somebody could could have helped, and they didn't. You better check out what's going on with this guy because that is red flag, red flag, red flag. I mean, every every tweet. He he did was a red flag and um just sad situation. But hopefully yep. hopefully with this being on a major sport site, sport news site, then maybe, you know, somebody seen this and will get and will go help. Ah, uh, let's see, let's see. College football starts this week. Who's Carolina got this week? Yeah. I have no idea, but I saw the Miami Florida game. Oh my gosh. Was that not did Florida not do everything but try to score a touchdown oh for Miami at the end? Uh, oh. If you didn't watch it, uh, I think it was UNC like, plays South Carolina. Oh, that could be bad. Real Carolina against State Carolina. Yeah, that could be bad. I don't know what kind of South team. South Carolina's going to kill them. I don't know what kind of team Mac Brown's going to have this year, you know. But uh, also oh, another. God, we play Clemson this year. We play Clemson at home. That would be, oh, it's gonna be ugly. Then you got uh, also Saturday another big rivalry game. You know, you talked about Carolina versus North Carolina versus South Carolina. East Carolina takes on NC State and Raleigh, uh, which you know it was a it was a bad bad game the, at the end of the year last year for uh, ECU. Dave Doran made it clear. Uh, how much he loved that game, the NC State head coach. And uh, I got, you know, I'm thinking, you know, everybody knows I'm an ECU football fan. I'm thinking this game is not going to be that bad. It's going to be competitive. And, you know, watch out, NC State, because, you you know, you got a freshman quarterback playing. And, uh, you know, ECU is going to be improved. And would not be surprised if ECU snuck a win out of, out of Raleigh this year. Can you imagine? I'm expecting ECU to win. Can you imagine what would what Raleigh would be like? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it would be all to pieces if if that happened. They're just planning. You know, I think a lot of them are saying. You know, there's there's a lot of state fans just saying it's going to be a blowout, and uh, I'm not so sure about that. We'll we'll see. Um, Duke. You talk about Carolina and South Carolina. You see, Duke opens up with Duke opens up. Yeah, with, who is it? Duke opens up with Alabama. 
Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I hate Alabama's going to lose their first opening game in a long time. <laughs> Number two, Alabama. And they also have, listen to this now, Alabama's got some problems. Alabama will play Duke on Saturday afternoon in Atlanta, but four of its top players will not see action for at least a portion of the game. Junior running back Najee Harris and Brian Robinson will serving suspensions for the first half against the Blue Devils missing a team function. Also notes that the linebacker Terrell Lewis served a punishment for the same reason. Furthermore, wide receiver Devonta Smith will also be suspended under the not state a length of time. But yeah, I'm like you. They'll be fine. I mean, they're, they've got guys uh, behind them that no. would probably be starters on any other team in the college football. But, you know, what I would like to see do Duke do what? Take a stab at the spread. What's the biggest spread on the Alabama Duke Um, Higher. Higher? You didn't say there. It's just it's high. It's thirty four and a half, right? Thirty three and a half. Okay, good. I'm, I'm looking, looking at, at uh, CBS Sports College Football. It's got. I'm 30... on odds sharks. Okay, so yeah, yeah that's I'm probably more up to date. Now, now, look at this though. UCF Central Florida plays Florida Atlantic. What do you think the spread is on that? Central Florida. Forty-eight and a half. No. This is the week that you're going to see a lot of these blowouts. Uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech. Clemson's Clemson's favored by thirty-seven. That's third, and that's a that's actually tomorrow. <sighs> this is actually tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, tomorrow night Clemson plays Georgia Tech. Florida Atlantic and UCF play tomorrow night. There's there's some good Thursday night. College football games to start the season. Texas A&M plays Utah and BYU. Um, looking at some of the matchups. Penn State and Idaho. Uh, Stanford and Northwestern. Oregon and Auburn should be a good game. Uh, go Ducks. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all about the Ducks. But LSU and I don't know who. Georgia plays Vandy. Michigan. Uh, they play Middle Tennessee State. So, football is is here. Uh, we've got what two weeks? Hallelujah! Two weeks before. Uh, actually, yeah, two. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be? Was it next week that we see the first Thursday night NFL regular season game? Is it Chicago and Green Bay? The fifth. Yeah. Yep. Chicago and Green Bay play. The first time I've seen in a while. I don't wonder why. That the defending Super Bowl champions aren't playing the Thursday night game. It's the 100th season, and Chicago and Green Bay are two of the oldest teams. Okay, so that's the reason. Okay. Yep, there's your scoop. You are the man. You are the man. <laughs> yeah. That's why you have me on the show, right? Yeah, that's what I bring you here for, bud. Let's be looking, looking around. The nuggets. Looking around the, the world of sports, because, you know, and I, and I warned everybody when I started doing the show. That if you're here doing football season for baseball and basketball news, you need to go somewhere else because you're not going to hear a whole lot about either one of those while uh, football season starts. Football's even, going on. Even the regular regular season, I mean preseason. But there was a. <laughs> have, you, have you seen I, baseball games now? I know you don't watch much baseball. I don't know. They have. 
walk-up music now. I've heard about that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. there was an instance where Milwaukee Brewers outfielder Christian Yellick changed his walk-up song to uh, to mess with a to troll a fan. He changed okay. his song. What do you think? I have no idea. He changed his I, song I to Roxanne by the police. This came after Yellick was called out on Twitter, Twitter by a fan named Roxanne who wasn't pleased by leaked photographs from his ESPN body shoot, body issue photo shoot. Twitter uses since protected her account, but someone managed to get a screen grab of the incident and Yellick's initial response. Let's see what it says here. Okay, so you know the ESPN the body issue body issue is all these athletes that are, I mean, nude, but nothing is showing. Like you know, it's not like right. Playboy or anything like that. They've been doing it for a few years now. Uh, Roxanne's tweet said, "It's really sad." This was directed at Kristen Yellick. It's really sad how you didn't give a thought about all the young kids that idolize you before doing your naked photo shoot. Distasteful. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he changed his his walk-up music to Roxanne by the police to, to mess with her. So that's pretty, pretty oh funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, people are so offended by everything these days. Yes, they are. I mean, I, I'm just at a loss. I mean, if jeez, people, get a grip. Also, also, so there's there's a lot, you know, of course, if you follow professional basketball, and I don't follow it that much as I used to years ago, but I followed it back when Kobe and Shaq were teammates with the Lakers. And there's a lot of, still a lot of beef between these guys. Kobe says, I'd have 12 rings if Shaq was in the gym. <laughs> Cheap shots never seem to end between these two. They started together with the Lakers for eight seasons, winning three straight championships before issues forced an ugly divorce that saw O'Neal get traded to Miami Heat. Arguably the biggest beef between the two legends was Bryant's constant demand that O'Neal considered the most dominant player in league history. I don't, uh, I don't know about that. Put in more effort to improve his craft and stay in shape. These days, Bryant is sticking by that criticism. When asked what Shaq Sealand would have been with a Kobe-level work ethic, Bryant suggested his former teammate would have been the greatest of all time. I wish he was in the gym. I'd have 12 effing rings. Oh, my so, gosh. O'Neal. We didn't play 12 years together. <laughs> no, but they were say, he was saying if he, if he worked harder, they wouldn't have the problems they had. He would have, he would have uh, and I think that was a lot of the problems between them is Kobe felt like Shaq didn't work on his, work on his game enough. He could have been... Please throws. Yeah. O'Neal surprisingly took Bryant's like personally, responded on Instagram by saying, you would have had 12 if you passed the ball more, especially in the finals against the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And this is this is really entertaining. Bryant had arguably the worst playoff performance in his career in the 2004 NBA Finals against the underdog Pistons. As he shot 38.1% on 22.6 field goal attempts per contest and route to a five-game defeat. 
O'Neal averages 16.8 shots in that series. It's like dominating around the basket. Brian has since responded with a reminder that O'Neal remains the most dominant ever. He later added, there's no beef with Shaq. He, he did put on Twitter, don't get it confused. He was still the hashtag MDE. There's no beef with Shaq. I know most media won't see it, but it ain't going to happen. Ain't nothing but love there, and we too old to beef anyway. <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of beef mm-hmm. there. I mean, it, does. It, it sounds like there's a uh, ongoing issue with Shaq. Shaq still feels like, you know, you pass the ball more, we, you would have had 12 rings too. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that was funny. You know what? I don't see anything else up here. I think we've kind of, kind of done our done our duty as far as the current. You destroyed everything, right? Yeah, we've solved all the problems of the NFL. We solved Antonio Brown's problems. We solved the owners and the players' problem with CBA, and uh, you know, we the only thing we didn't we didn't talk about Zeke. Is he coming back? What do you think? Well, you know, Jerry Jones came out today said he's prepared for him to miss games, but he wants him back for the playoffs. So I, I guess, hope he misses at least two games. <clears throat> well, like I said, if he misses two games and they lose two games, then you're going to hear about, well, the, there's only 60-some percent or 40 percent that make the playoffs after losing the first two games of the season. Uh, I mean, this is just standard. But, How do you think he's going to make the playoffs if he doesn't have Zeke the entire year? Because he's going to the wild card behind Philly. Well, you know, it's like we said with, with Cam Newton. You know, uh, you, hope you, you hope you don't get too far behind and you hope you can uh, catch fire at the right time. And, you know, it's all about, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather catch a hot streak at the end of the year than be starting off seven and zero, and then lose four or five, and then you know win two or three, and and, and then end up what nine and seven, ten and six after you started off six. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather start off. I remember one year the Steelers started off three and four, and ended up eleven and five. Went eight and one the rest of the year. Made the Super Bowl against the Cowboys. Lost to the Cowboys, but you know that was just an example of hitting hitting the hot streak at the right time. And uh, you know, I'd rather go into the playoffs playing lights out than start the season off playing lights out. But that's just me. I don't want to back into the playoffs. That's true because you want to get yeah. That's true. You want to go in hot. You know the roll. Yep. Anyway. That's going to do do it for this week. Next week, you know, every, we got Labor Day weekend coming up. So, big plans this weekend? Um, no, I'll be in North Carolina. You'll be in North Carolina. Enjoying the weather. But how about those? How about those people that want to travel though? Like maybe take a Labor Day trip to on a cruise or maybe oh, go I, to the Disney World or something like that. Where do they Where do they need to go? They need to go to truenorthvacations.com, look in the uh, top right, and there's like an email, phone number, whatever. But also you can book your trip straight from truenorthvacations.com, hotels, airfare, whatever. But to get the full service, go there, find the email. And there's also a phone number in the show notes. Uh, give them a call. They'll help you out. Yeah, guys, check out check out the show notes and check out the, 
the Final Score Facebook page, Final Score 2 Facebook page, any of my podcasts, Ringside Ramblings, check them out and you'll have a link to truenorthvacations.com to the website and the phone number. So check them out. Give them a try. I promise you they will do you right. So next week, next week we're going to, I'll tell you what we'll do next week. Are we gonna go Thursday? We'll be. Are we going Thursday night next week? Yeah, Thursday. Thursday night next week. So, what we'll do? More than likely, it'll be right when the game is started. But what we'll do? Oh yeah, it'll be Chicago. Yeah. Okay. What we need to do tonight? Chicago and Green Bay. Who do you got? Chicago and Green Bay. Chicago. You're picking Chicago. I'm going with Chicago as well. Is it at Chicago? Chicago, It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. This is not going to be a repeat of last year when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt in the first half, comes back. Chicago dominates the first half. Oh, my God. Season opener. They dominate the first half, and then Aaron Rodgers goes and gets some kind of magic potion at halftime and comes back out and leads them to a come-from-behind win. It's not going to happen this year. Chicago, I think, is going to dominate the Packers. It's going to be a blowout. Um, so we'll, what we'll right. do, what, one of the things we'll do next, we'll, of course, we'll talk about all the NFL news, and there'll probably be some cuts uh, that we'll talk about and some pickups that we'll talk about. That'll be Friday, yeah. Yep. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guys, you know, keeping up with the Steelers like I do, there's some, some young guys that I'm looking at, and I'm like, we can't lose these guys. We need, we need, we need these guys. But who are we going to get rid of to keep some of these guys? And uh, that should be interesting. But next week, we will go through the entire opening week schedule, except for this. We want to go ahead. We want to go ahead and pick the Green Bay and Chicago oh, yeah. game. So we're going to keep up with these. And you know, I'm, I'm going to write down. You can write down too. I'm going to write down who we pick. And then we'll at the end of the year we'll see who's who's got the best picks. But we'll go through the oh, whole goodness. schedule and and we'll make our picks. We'll talk a little bit about each game, uh, what we're looking for, and uh, we'll do all that and even more. And of course, like I said, we'll talk NFL news, uh, whatever we got to talk about. But main focus next week is Week One of the regular season. Um, really, I'm looking forward to it. I'm oh, excited. Yes. oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> We've been waiting a long time for this, and you know, hopefully, this year we, you know, of course, when this year ends, we've got the the XFL starting the week after Super Bowl, so we won't be in that little lull where between between the Super Bowl and and draft time, where we have to wait around and not really be excited. I'm gonna, you know, you got your New York Gardens, I got my St. Louis Battle Battle Hawks, so uh, we're gonna, we're gonna go at it this year with the XFL. Guys, oh my gosh! Guys, we got uh, interviews coming from all the podcasts. You know, uh, also if you haven't looked, there is something new I've done this week, and I know people out there are probably going, "Has he got another Facebook page?" Yes, I do. It's the actual page, and this gives me a little more. How would I say? It it it, it see I can see better with this. A friend of mine actually gave me the. Uh, uh, idea to do this. He gave me some advice on doing this. I can tell uh, what my audience is a little bit better, and I can tell you know I'm still putting up the same source, still putting up my podcast, 
Of course, I've got ringside ramblings. I've got the final score, too, and the final score. Each one of them, you know, of course, ringside ramblings is my wrestling, uh, in which we will have Liam Bryant talking about wrestling soon. But his top ten wrestling Yeah. We have to schedule that and record that. Uh, but then you go to Final Score Entertainment. I don't know if you've had a chance to or not. We're going to kind of ramble a little bit here. I don't know if you've had a chance tonight. How big of a fan were you of, of Back to the Future? Oh, I love Back to the Future. You need, yeah, you need to check out the, the, the Flux Capacitors. The Flux Capacitors. I'm telling you, man. I stumbled across these guys on Facebook. They are an 80s flashback band, but they are the official band of the the 30th anniversary of the Back to the Future trilogy. I sat down with two of those guys last night or night before last, and actually put out uh, the podcast. It's the latest podcast release on the Final Score 2. Uh, guys, I mean, I did not realize how big these guys are. They played uh, Stan Lee's 95th birthday, which was his last, and he came on stage with them. They've met most of the cast. Have not met Michael J. Fox yet, but that's coming. Uh, but they play, oh, man, they play so many events, and they're booked. The guys told me they were booked well into next year, so they were busy, busy, busy guys, and just great guys, too. They were they were really Can I find their tour online? Yes, you can find it at fluxcapacitors.com, thefluxcapacitors.com. The um, they play a lot of Comic Cons, um, stuff like that. I mean, really, but... They were also featured, one of the featured in in a documentary on Back to the Future that, you know, uh, called Back in Time. And they were, I mean, really the only, they are oh, the band. Oh, they're going to be at New York Comic Con October 4th. Dude, you need to go check them out. I think, you know, they play all 80s music. They've had different 80s artists on the stage with them, like Run DMC, Tiffany, uh, among others that have been on the stage with them playing. And, uh... They play in character, too. Okay. Each one of them plays a different character from Back to the Future. You know, you got Marty McFly, you got Doc, uh, then you've got George McFly, and I think the, I think the other one, I can't remember what the other one was, but there's five of them. But each one of them plays as a different character. Friday, October 4th is when they're playing. Dude, if, if you could go to that, you, and I will let them know that you you let me know, and I'll let them know you're coming. And I guarantee they'll look out for you. Cool. Yeah, I don't know how much it costs you to go to Comic Con. I think it's. Uh, think it. I'm looking right here. I was trying to buy tickets just to their concert, but you've got to buy tickets to the entire Comic Con to right. get in. Yeah. So that could be. But yeah, we. You know, I'm actually. Let's see. I don't see if I'm gonna see if one of them's online now because I'm doing a little. Yeah. Uh. Oops. Friday is sold out. Oh crap! Oh my god! It's all sold out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Everything but Thursday sold. Like the whole entire Comic Con is sold out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, these guys stay busy, and uh, that that was my latest uh, edition of the Final Score Two, which of course. Uh, and I've got a lot of a lot of backlog interviews that I've got to put up here, and and we will be releasing one on each weekly, or bi week, sometimes bi weekly. If I I really want to get get something out there, of course this show is on the File Score podcast, 
Uh, anyway, next week, week one predictions or NFL news. Maybe we'll talk a little college football. We'll talk about the, the rivalry games that we talked about, the ECU State game, the Carolina-South Carolina game. We'll let you know how they did. And uh, that, that's going to do it for this week. Lynn, I hope you have safe travels in North Carolina. And, uh, yep. Thank have you, a, sir. Have a, good have a good weekend. Have a good Labor Day weekend, guys. And we'll see you next week on the final score.